it's nothing personal for me. It's just business. The streets of Baltimore, on the streets of Detroit, during the, the 60s in New York City. Immediately within it, you are going to get those people whose differences are not being articulated, which is right us. You expecting any backlash? Oh, I'm already getting it. Oh, yeah. How does that feel? This is Amin Drulal, a.k.a. Amin TMK, a.k.a. Amin Habibi. Welcome to The Exit, The Matrix uh, podcast, our first interview series. I'm very excited to have uh, three very talented individuals, uh, homies who I've known uh, when they were wee lads, um, and they've, they've come to, to grow into uh, be amazing peers. So uh, this is our first interview. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and introduce y'all. Is that cool? Yeah. Bad, bad. Start with you, OGB, because I remember our conversation really it sparked this situation happening. OGB stands for One Great Bastard. He's an MC, spoken word artist devoted to using his art to facilitate the healing of the world. <laughs> you know, we on that. Uh, his latest project, Wild Wild East, which is a banger, is a dive into his life and the lessons he's learned living in the wild, wild streets of the DMV. A community-loving Ross with roots to PG. He's always ready to talk art and politics. Welcome, broski. Welcome. Listen, first off, the wee lad story is definitely true. All facts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Before we were forming albums, before we were forming tape. Really, any compilation of thoughts. You know what I'm saying? We were kicking it. You know? That's and big facts. You were definitely leaving lessons on us. You know? So I just want to speak to that and the importance of, you know, continuing to impart that, you know? Secondly, what it do, you know what I'm saying? I'm blessed sure. to be here, gang in here, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Wolves, you know what I'm saying? I'm definitely not alone. I don't want to hug the mic, you know, but... Uh, Let me keep it moving. Let me keep it moving right here to my uh, compadre, directly to my right, uh, Baba Her, Poet, youth advocate, native to D.C., has great stages from the Kennedy Center to Sweden, using his gifts to contribute all his experiences for the spaces we share to uh, safely be ours. So um, uh, let's give a little round of applause uh, to Baba Herb, if we can. You know what I'm saying? What's hey. up, Baba? Say something to the people. First off, what it do? Peace and blessings, peace and power. You know what I mean? To all the children of the sun. Humbled to be here. Again, it's Baba Herb. I'm coming from Southeast. Poet, MC, lover of all things true and righteous. Want to shout out to me, my first poetry mentor, my first spoken word con conductor, if you will. Conductor. Yeah. Conductor. Conductor. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Multilinguistic with the yaminery. Yeah, got to give it up. The yaminery. Yeah, you really got the best, the best like isms. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, a little syllogism. <laughs> like, yo, I just yeah. come through with the joint that does the like thing you needed it to do. It's, you know what I mean? it's all about stationing that incubation. You're in your bag right now. I love it. I love it that we're percolating. It's because it's Leo season. I, I don't want to talk too much about that. I mean, but, uh, sure we all percolate. Virgos are on the on, on way, but uh, <laughs> we will have we will have every day in our sun. Uh, so next, so next, uh, finally, uh, my homie Sandwise is uh, artist, producer, engineer, songwriter, multi instrumentalist, born and raised in Northeast DC. Began your music career at age five as a violinist in the DC Youth Orchestra. Wow, what a prodigy! And quickly grew your love for music and musical expression. A few years down the line, picked up the guitar, taught himself how to play from YouTube videos. Uh, how resourceful in the revolution, you know what I'm saying? Uh, finding education for free in those spaces, you know what I'm saying? That's how I know. You the illest and realest. Um, 
Uh, has his music on all streaming platforms, new singles, Revelations, featuring the homie Io Timmy, available wherever you find music. Let's give a round of applause to Sam Wise. Talk to the people. Yes, sir. Peace. Definitely blessed to be here with everybody. As we said, from the wee lads. Y'all not wee lads anymore, though, man. Y'all, man, y'all, y'all still killers out in the streets. Still definitely a wee lag, trying to stay curious. Always making music about self-reflection. Trying to... Trying to empower self-love. Really just moving through the matrix mm-hmm. peacefully. And you know the name of the podcast, yeah. I see. Yes. <laughs> yes. Matrix. Transitioning. I love oh, that. Man. I love that. Good. Let's transition. Let's keep it here, Sandwise, and we'll we'll get everybody's um, here. I, I think all of y'all talked about being in the DMV is a part of your bios. As a person who's spent almost the entirety of my life in the DMV and, and you know, my, my adult years in D.C., I know what this city does sort of create a different feng shui in people. You know what I'm saying? The DMV culture in of itself, I feel like is uh, highly underrated and underpaid, if you will. That is you know? the biggest truth. And uh, I, think, I think you three are great examples of that. I just wanted, if you didn't mind, to talk a little bit about the experience of growing up in the DMV and everything that that brings and how that shaped you as you know, an artist, a person, an activist, and so on and so forth. I guess I have the mic, right? Yeah, you do. Yeah. So, I mean, I grew up in Brooklyn, around, you know, in between Brooklyn and Fort Totten. Shout out Brooklyn. Yeah. So I grew, up, I grew up in a very diverse neighborhood, and my parents are not from D.C. So for those of you out there, I'm white, if you can't see this, because this is not being videotaped. My, my mom is from Ohio, and my dad is from Texas. Shout out Ohio. Shout out Texas. Shout out, shout out those places. No, that's facts. That's facts. Um, I I think something that that always comes to mind um, when I think of you know being in the DMV and being in a space you know is like you really can co mingle with a lot of different people. Especially all of y'all have been in the nonprofit world. You know what I'm saying? A nonprofit world is very different than uh, the community space world. And and that dichotomy is there. Is there anything for y'all? You know what I'm saying that 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 y'all feel like y'all could speak to in terms of you know living with that duality. One, I was just gonna say. I think it's very hard because you have to separate, I feel like sometimes your artistic self from your professional self, right? Like sometimes what you do to to feed yourself or to keep the lights on might not be the same as what you want to do. An example of that, you know, is I've worked at some places where, again, I'm making curriculum for a subject that I don't understand. I'm making testing, I'm making grades, and I'm making a whole lot of classwork on a subject that I haven't even personally studied myself. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times we are put in those spaces. Whereas when you perform, right, sometimes that's just to pay for your studio time. Sometimes you making that curriculum is just to get back in the studio and leave the message that you wanted to leave when you were in the classroom. At least for me, I find it personally hard to sometimes hold back what I really want to say in the classroom, in the moment, because of, you know, you don't want to cross certain lines. You don't want to offend anybody. You don't want a sponsor to feel uncomfortable, you know, so you you can't say everything that you want to say in the space. When you get home, when you get to the mic, when you get to the music, you know what I'm saying, then you can unleash. I saw a tweet the other day, and it really kind of took me aback. I I had to call it facts, and it simply said, professionalism is racist. You know what I'm saying? And Mm, I I think, just 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 because that's what you're talking about, you know what I'm saying? You're talking about I, you know, I come from a long background of youth work, just like y'all. You know what I'm saying? So, clearly, <laughs> clearly, I worked with y'all as youth. Uh, but um, I, I come from a, a, you know, many years of, of that, and you know, there's so many times you have to make a situation look better than it is 
unethically yes. so you can keep your job. Even if it goes against your personal beliefs, right? Even if it's like, yo, I would handle this situation completely differently if I was in my house. I would handle this situation completely differently if we were at your house, if we were at school, if we were in a place where I could speak to you in a way that feels communal for us. Sometimes what feels communal for, again, a one-on-one interaction or what feels comfortable for people that know certain lingo or no certain language it might be completely different than the corporate structure right so i feel i feel that tweet completely when we talk about professionalism and it's so intense in the dmv you know what i'm saying like that nonprofit world that the 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 charity lobbyist world you know in, in k street like it's just so prevalent because they all walk down the street together you know what i'm saying i mean you know if if i can be frank you know my mom's a my mom worked for that for nih for about 20 years you know what i'm saying so Immediately off of it, my family has a deep history in government work, right? You know, she's an administrator there. She, you know, did amazing work. You know, shout out to Ma, right? When I leave my immediate neighborhood, you know, the families that struggle, and this is just in Prince George's County, right? This is Oxen Hill, about 15 minutes from D.C. The families that would struggle the hardest weren't the families that had government jobs. You know what I'm saying? They weren't the families that were at NIH or, again, like my family, which, again, creates a certain privilege. Certain families weren't able to do that, right? The entrepreneurs, the small businesses, right. you know what I'm saying? You go through and you fluxes. Have to, I mean, you know? not to interject quickly, but, you know, like, so many people are unable to get government jobs from a myriad of racist Facts. bullshit. Facts. You know what I'm, I'm saying? So that. It's very selective. Yeah, it's that clean selective. record is is, a, is definitely lucky, and I think that's the privilege you're talking about, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, I digress. Keep going. I just no, it's okay. No, because, again, my mom, spotless. I don't think she's been arrested any time in her life. So that's that's yeah, a miracle, that really. It is. <laughs> I mean, as a black woman, first of all, again, my mom, my mom just turned fifty, July twelfth. You know what I'm saying? Of this year, for so, fifty more, yes, for fifty more. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. So shouts out to that. But I agree with you. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have a spotless record, if you've never been, I mean, this is for even a traffic ticket, right? If you have anything on your record, it's hard for you to get a job. You know what I'm saying? And again, in D.C. and in the D.M.V. specifically, it feels like unless you have that government job. There's no security. Again, your business could be doing great for two, three years. If they raise up the property taxes, if they raise up certain rates, if they raise up certain things, it doesn't, you know. How many restaurants have y'all seen really in the last five or six years that you thought was going to be staples in this city for decades and they just wiped out? I want to I want to talk to you a little bit about a little bit about um, I, I remember like you were saying, like we have a long history of fellowship. You know what I'm saying? And I remember high school career and was always at the at the slams. I know you was always, you know, with the crew, but you also kind of had a different school situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted you if you didn't mind, you know, what I'm saying just talk about that experience. And yeah, yeah, yeah I definitely got a diagnosis because it's very few and far between um, for the people listening. I'm fourth generation Washingtonian from Southeast. My family is uh, very Afrocentric. So before I was 12 years old, I was really surrounded by a lot of black people. Like pro-blackness was like super regular until I was like 12 years old and I went to like St. Anselm's. In Northeast, if you're not familiar, it's only like 250 people who go there. It's a private school. It's a private school. <laughs> shout out to hey, shout out to Clarence, you feel me, uh, with the good parents. Yeah. <laughs> Like living like Clarence with the good parents, you feel me? Go to Southeast. Um, I live in like a certain environment, right? But then going into school every day um, with people who just, I don't know, man. They just lived a totally different lifestyle. Bethesda didn't know Bethesda existed. I'm trying to tell you, before I was 12 years old, it was really like 295. 
east of the river, like like Pennsylvania. I'm trying to think about like those. My life was really harbored into that one area, and then when I went out into different spaces, I was just challenged to socialize differently. You know, I, I saw my, I saw how I could impact people um, in spaces. I didn't have to be like this quiet, this quiet little like smart kid who just like does all his homework, goes home, does the whole computer video game thing. But it was like there was other people in this St. Anselm's who were like on the same type vibe that I was on. And I was like, it's kind of wild. You know what I mean? Like, like I didn't expect that. It made you me found feel... community even there. That's, that's uh, you know what I'm saying, it speaks to you though. <clears throat> I don't know, just find like genuine connections with people. I mean, if you just lead with your heart, you know what I mean, what you're interested in, what you're trying to do, people are going to naturally gravitate towards that. And that's really what happened throughout my high school experience. So as I matured in this like white conservative space, was the affluent space, you know what I mean, that I didn't really, really, really match, you know what I mean, and my, and my whole family come up or whatever. Definitely felt at home in that place because of the community that I had, you know what I mean, Sam Wise, especially the homie Ellis, Ken. We really, Jerry, Shout out to yeah. both you know Ellis what I mean? and Ken, man. Good for yeah. your fam right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole gang really, really being able to, like, stick together because we really thought differently than everybody else in the school. Like, it was like a super Catholic environment, meaning a super be afraid of who you are environment. <laughs> like, be 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 encouraged to shame, you know what I mean? Ideas of like fighting against the system or going to a poetry slam or like being involved in any type of activist type activity, you feel me? And so, well, like I said, my family comes from that type of thinking. Uh, in terms of like fighting for justice or at least your life has to have some form of meaning in that type of righteousness fight you know what I mean you gotta pick a side to be in an environment like St. Anselm's where you want to be excellent you want to challenge yourself to try as hard as you can you're just surrounded by you know what I mean just political ideas that are just not peace things that you would have to fake or pretend would be so much you know it's it's hard to become a full human being in that kind of space period I think for schools and I can't even imagine a private school. You feel you know me? That private the pressure, school, man. That pressure is, is, is so difficult. It's so it so is. much, you know what I'm saying? But that's why I love the poetry, though. I got to give a big big shout-out to DC DC's poetry and creative arts scene community. Because before I was, like, 16, getting into that vibration, I didn't really have the confidence in my story or in my ability to communicate ideas effectively to encourage people to do better for themselves and do better for their community. It wasn't until I started doing the spoken word, hitting the rhymes, you know what I mean, being able to actually continue to freestyle but then get people to snap but then be interested in like what I'm doing and just like what what I'm about. So shout out to the poetry for giving me that outlet. Some of the best I would say uh, (laughs) in the country uh, I know, you know what I'm saying, of course I'm biased because I'm from here, but yeah, the DMV poetry scene is uh, as good as, as anywhere on the planet that speaks the King speech. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we want the smoke, and uh, yeah, I'll just leave oh. it at that. I'll just leave it at that. Yes, um, yes, yes, you, you, you touched on some, a good point, and I, I, I would be remiss to, to continue even this conversation without asking this. I want you all to talk about OG Council, how it came about, and, you know, kind of what it means to you. And also, we, we were talking a little bit earlier, like checking in with each other. Mm-hmm dealing with this uh, expectation of being great. We all kind of grew up under this like toxic masculine shit where it's like uncomfortable to have conversations with each other, show our emotions other than anger. You know what I mean? I want to talk about what OG counsel is and what it means to you and how it helps mitigate 
that uncomfortable toxicity and kind of moves towards that non-oppressive brotherhood that we that we really want to see. No doubt, indeed. I can definitely speak first. I mean, in terms of OGC, this is the uh, the inaugural, I guess, brotherhood collection of these brothers who are interested in bringing people together using art and genuine expression. Basically, it's like me and then all my friends from the poetry and from St. Anselm's coming together. And so how how the whole OG, you know what I mean, thing and the whole council, like names and stuff, um, comes about is definitely a fun story. So it's hilarious. Story time, That's yes. Hilarious. So we take out the chips. Chips down memory lane, right? Chips okay. Memory I'm gonna put a little. Uh, I'm gonna put a little uh, flashback music in the background. I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gonna be love, bro. That's gonna be love because it's definitely a story, bro. So we had, I think, L Tab of 2013. Everything kind of. What's L Tab? Just tell the people. Oh my god. Because we in 45. <laughs> we in 45 <laughs> states and 14 countries. Right. Happy, so, so. so a lot of people don't know. We're All right, so a lot of the bomb, man. L Tab. It's a competition. It's a high school competition. It originated in Chicago, I believe. And it has come to the DMV in the form of a high school poetry slam. It's a big one, though. So all the schools from D.C., Maryland, Virginia, they all get their their teams formed in their high schools, and then they come out one day and just slam, right? And so the best team that has it, you know what I'm saying, they prepare, they do cadence, they show teamwork, they show camaraderie, you know, usually they take it, but the entire message is just about communicating your truth in the most authentic style you can. Again, the points usually never matter. It's usually the message that transcends, you know what I'm saying? That's what it's supposed to be about. That's what it's supposed to be about yeah. anyway, you know what I'm saying? And so around this time, uh, louder than the bomb, 2013, my senior year of high school, everything starts popping off for me, personally, you know? And in terms of that, I mean, like, I start performing, I start researching and finding more things out about myself. I start leaning towards uh, being Ross or, you know, what other people would consider Rastafarian. Um, but I wasn't really moving in that every day. You know what I'm saying? It was like I had these thoughts, I was moving in that, but I wasn't really, you know, cementing that. At Louder Than a Bomb, I met this man to my left. You know what I'm saying? Bob yes. For the and, people uh, on the radio. You know, for the people listening, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, met, I, I had the great pleasure of meeting this man, and we kind of instantly hit it off. I, I, I think we started talking like the first day, and we did not stop, you know what I'm saying, rapping and building that day. I didn't realize at the time that everybody else, though, in the council was kind of floating in and out of Louder Than a Bomb. You know what I'm saying? Like, Thomas was a DCU slam team. Kind of recruit. He was there at the time, though. He was at the Louder Than a Bomb proceeding, so he was around. I don't know if I don't know if I saw you there that year, but I saw Sam. I started seeing Sam, Ellis, and Ken more frequently shortly after Louder Than a Bomb. Like, I ended up just start inviting me to stuff. He'd be like, yo, come out, come out, come out. You need, to, you need to come meet these people. Like, these people are really cool. These people are really lit. And at the time, we didn't have a name for it. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, yeah, these are my bros. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're cool people. Like, it was super necessary. Hang. As that started forming, I was talking with Ken and Ellis one day, and I was just kind of like, you know, Ayane's kind of the link, you know what I'm saying? Like, That's we were looking at each other, you know, we were, we were like realizing. like nexus for, yeah. for the entire scene, yeah. You know, just kind of, <laughs> you know, kind of the linchpin, right? Kind of the pillar. And I was talking to them, and I was like, man, you know, I, I like, you know, everybody that I'm seeing in the slam scene. Don't get me wrong, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like when I talk to you all specifically, right, like, we get to build on, like, I feel like I'm really building with people that I've met my whole life. Which is crazy, you know what I'm saying? I hadn't met these people, I hadn't seen these people even do their poetry yet. And I feel like I'm comfortable enough to like, you know, talk about things that I hadn't talked about with anybody. 
you know, and I, I, I felt that it was the same way there. So we kind of built upon that. You know, we kind of had a, a, a funny kind of initiation, and the rest kind of took off from there. It just started, we started just freestyling and hanging out together. We would go everywhere together. Oh, my God. And Sam, if you want to speak to that, you can speak to that, too. But we just started hanging out everywhere. Oh my God. Yeah, y'all were inseparable. It was like, Here comes the gangs. <laughs> Here comes the gang. If one's coming, all of them coming. It's like the trickle down. You see the, the waterfall into the rain. Yeah, and we actually talk about, well, I'll get to that later, about energy, gra- like gravitation. Like, nah, but I, I remember a specific conversation one night after 14th and V, one of those open mic sessions. And uh, it was, I think it was me, Ken, this man OGB. I'm not, maybe someone else was there. I mean, a yeah. lot of people were there. You know, I know. A lot of, there was probably, the, the world was watching. The, the sessions, world. Malcolm yes. X Park, the sessions. The legendary Shout sessions. Shout out Malcolm X And Park. I just remember Ken, OG Counts, I just remember that name. Yeah, and you were like, "That's the one. That's the name." Because we have yeah. wait. So about Ken one. came up with it. Ken came, came up with. Okay, okay shout out Ken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah shout out to Ken. Let it be known. Shout this man out. Let it be known. And the the invoke his spirit right now. The the name. Oh my! I think the greatest part of the council is we we're, we're all like mindly. We say Zelda. You know what I'm saying? Zelda. <laughs> yes. First of all, that's something nobody else has, bro. I cannot say that in any context and anyone under- would understand what I would say. Sometimes even mind link people don't understand that. And it's I- like almost like tribe, you know? It's like sometimes right. you just your tribe could be all scattered through the diaspora, you know what I'm saying? But when you meet the tribe, you kinda like Oh snap! My my ancestors might fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? So right, you know, or mind link. I like that too. Yes, you know what right. I'm saying? It's definitely anyway. past lives. If you believe in that, I I definitely feel. I really feel like what brought us. I really feel like what brought us all together was where we were all at individually in our lives. Mm-hmm. Specifically, I feel like we were all starting to question. You know what I'm saying? Kind of what we were being told by our schools, by like people around us. You know what I'm saying? But not in a way that was like. Oh, we're about to burn down Town Hall. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Yo, so you know. so real quickly, you, you asked this question to me. If y'all don't know, OGB is also a facilitator, you know. and Facts. You know, we're definitely going to have un- under the description all the ways you can link with these fine humans. Um, but, but a question uh, that I, I see you ask a lot is when you feel like the system first failed you. Yeah. So my question to you is... When did you realize the system was created specifically to fail you? Oh my God! All right, so those are two different, two different places. All right, so I walked in. Right. right. All right, so we exit the matrix, and you found out. Right. Now, when you was like, "Oh shit!" Right. It's awesome bullshit. So I need you to know that, like, I always felt like the system was designed to fail me. I need y'all to know in school, real ones know. You feel me? And you know, they always questioning. Every every real every genius every person who who breaks the system or who develops something that transforms lives goes through school and are looked at as a problem. You know what I'm saying? Or are looked at as a nuisance. And I need you to know that my entire 12 years was that. Like, from the time that I was in kindergarten, like, literally, like, great teacher conference. You was first a grade. menace. Oh, I my was a goodness. Because I would just question my teachers all the time. You know what I'm talk saying? Talk back. That's what they say. <laughs> That's the question. Exactly. Talk back. You talk back talking too much. Back. Yeah. And so... I realized he do that at home question. too. <laughs> and so, to answer the first question, I realized the system was the system had failed me specifically when I walked across stage, and I realized nobody's answers made sense. Now, my English teacher, not to say that like they didn't make sense in terms of like you know knowledge, like 
of course, they're teaching me, you know, how to read. They're teaching me, you know, core curriculum. They're teaching me certain math equations. But I'm saying in terms of, like, what I can do that feels authentic, that doesn't make me feel like my soul is being depleted for these dollars. Like, can you offer me something, like a job, a, a training, an internship, you know what I'm saying? And my entire four years in high school, I'm looking for these opportunities. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Ms. Gaffney. Shout out to Ms. Eller. I had two of the realest teachers, you know what I'm saying, that a, a, a kid could be blessed with. At the same time, there's no jobs for I want to heal the world with my art. I want my art to like be used as a conversation piece for how we can treat people better. There's no career path that like develop, that instantly you know matriculates out of that. You kind of have to form it yourself. And so when I walked across stage and I got my diploma, I was like, yo, I have no idea what I'm going to do with this. I looked up, you know how you get it and you shake your principal's hands. I shook my principal's hands. I'll never forget it. I looked at the lights and I was like, yo, I have no idea what's going to happen in like three or four months. We cross. I know that crazy. exact feeling. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh my, like I'm out of options. You feel, you literally feel like you're out of options. Yeah, I remember specifically when I graduated high school, yeah. many trying to go. Not that many. Not Still that young many. and yeah, beautiful, not, yeah, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but I remember feeling an intense comfort that I never had to return to that fucking place again. And that's it. And this intense existential crisis of, okay, um... So I don't know if I have any purpose in this life at all. At all. Should right. I just move to Alaska and, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Try it there. Be an ice farmer, you know what I'm Might saying? My tenant some farmers, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah super necessary. Definitely uh, can speak to the, what, like the anvil that is get up off your that ass anvil. and go to work. Mm. Mm. Like, mm. That, like, whatever end is that you're trying to reach essentially like what i do what i do i would do want to resonate and affirm the feeling of graduating high school looking into the future like wanting to be hopeful you know what i mean but it's like how, how what are you hoping for you know I, I don't know i guess i realized the system was designed to fail me like i guess like my whole life i was always taught to question things so as a young dude i would i would know i would want to do something ask a question or talk back in class but i knew that if i just didn't do that and just did the problem i could just play these video games a little faster right nobody wants to talk to me at home being complicit that's that's i feel like what school is like i could be complicit and just get these grades and have my parents applaud me you know while everyone applauds me and you know i know i hate it but i do get to go home and play madden 64 and then do whatever you know what i mean like yeah i mean catch 22 what is it gonna be also, kind of on a, on a deeper level, like, I mean, even somebody who likes to view themselves as somebody who wants to do good, more good than harm. It wasn't until I was in this thing called Public Allies, where I was even, where I even learned the vocabulary, fam, or the, the proper glasses to look at my impact on a space. Really understand, um, as a man, like, as a cis man in a space, how, what, it, what that does to people. Yeah, man, I'm a black man, dog. What you mean? So, like, yeah, like the, the, the word privilege for me was, like, super new. You know what I mean? It's like, and I had to learn that. Even though I grew up, like, rejecting the system, like, my family would teach me things that, like, to look up to certain freedom fighters. It was always on the same, on, on one, tra- one track of thinking. Protect the nuclear family, nation building, you know. I don't know, son. I feel like that's white supremacy's effects on how I can even build liberation. Like, the fact that the elders in my community are telling little 
You know what I mean? Little girls in the African dance class that they can't do certain moves because they gyrating and, yeah. and stuff like, like that. Like a purity complex kind yeah. of thing, which is steeped in white supremacy. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, that's not African. No, that's not That's not where we from. That's not... Shout out my Hotep niggas, but that's not even Hotep, fam. Like, tag, tag in. <laughs> Please. No, Come this, over the rope, you know? Because it just feeds right into another issue of yeah. political correctness. Because political correctness, I feel like, sounds good in everybody's head until you apply it in real time. Again, political correctness tells you little girls can't twerk, right? Or little girls can't move their body a certain way. But when what you're actually doing when you tell them they can't do that is you're telling somebody that they can't move their body in a way that feels natural to them. Regardless of how it's interpreted by the space, regardless of how it's interpreted by you or anybody else in the space, you're telling them that they cannot move their body in a way that's unique to them. That's not oppressive. That's it's mad oppressive. That's it's not mad hurting oppressive. anybody. And the dance us. is not oppressive. That's that's the, that's a that's a perfect it. point. Ooh. Unless you sexualize it. Yes. Hold on. Because I was thinking this the whole, when he first said that, I was like, a lot of, like, dress codes, like, a lot of, a lot of stuff like that don't be sexual, like, victim blaming, and putting the blame on, on a little girl for being sexual? Why are you attracted to a little girl is the real question. Why, yo, and, but a part of that is also the matrix, you know what I'm saying? Advertisements, the way that everything is framed as a, as a commercial society. Because we're just surrounded by all of that all the time. So that that shapes the people. The people in power shaping that, which is shaping everyone else, which is then shaping. It's a vicious cycle. Sam, Sam was bringing a, a good point. You know, I, I think about this often. Like, when's the last time y'all went a day without seeing an ad? Um, it's rhetorical. Can I ask a better question? Damn. <laughs> That's a good question. question that sucks. Question sparks another question, baby. That's what we do here. Excellent. If you live in any other 50 United States, I need you to ask yourself this question. When is the last time somebody called your phone and it was a number that you recognized? <laughs> Let me say that again. Where it wasn't like an infomercial, where it wasn't like somebody trying to sell you something, it wasn't like a job placement site. How many times have you gotten a call from somebody? And it's been the number that you actually, like, you didn't hit decline first before you looked at the number again and was like, oh, okay, that's a friend. You know? Because <laughs> I know a lot of people that do that nowadays. I just had it's it. It's rhetorical. Right, right. Well, I mean, the constant uh, access to your person at all times. You know, we live under constant propaganda at all times, you know? And I think, you know, the whole point of exiting the matrix or like trying to move to decolonize your mind is, is a lifelong journey. That's going to take a long time. And we have to admit to ourselves, we still have tons of propaganda in our head. You know what yes. I'm saying? I probably like maybe six or seven years ago would have said the same thing about a little girl dancing. You know, like, why are you teaching her to be a hoe? Like, and, you know, it's ridiculous. This cancel culture shit. And I'm not going to get too much into it, but it's like. Listen, we could go there if you want. I was definitely. <laughs> and we can talk about that. Like, I had to learn and grow, you know, from that space and that journey because. All of this shit stuff is instilled in you, and like you know, like you were talking about, Baba Er, with um, you know, white supremacy's at the bottom at all of it. You know what I'm saying? Every oppressive ideology is, is stems from 
uh, white supremacy, even capitalism, which which basically just bank uh, uh, is the bankroll. Right. You know what I'm saying? Supremacy. For white supremacy. Yeah, and I think you brought up a very important point, like about unlearning certain things, right? Because to unlearn something, you have to admit that you learned it first, right? Like for me personally, mm-hmm. I know that again, and I shout out to Asia, my partner. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She holds me very accountable to learning how to deal in our current relationship, right? There are things I learned from past relationships that do not serve me now, right? And that's just a small that's a small example of how we can learn in our everyday lives things that we may not intend to leave on people, things that we may not intend to harm people with, mm-hmm. but that we still harm people with in our day-to-day. And yeah. if we're not willing intent to be helped... Intent over impact. Right, intent, intent over impact. impact. Right, exactly, exactly. I'm sorry, intent versus impact, because it's deep. Yeah, yeah. I, I was... Uh, and, and just give me this, this one thing. I, I was talking about specifically... Uh, you know, with my my homie Mo Man, my great and lovely Leo co-host. Shout out to Mo Man. Yes, my big broski. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, he he talks a lot of. And we were having a conversation about the podcast. You know, and I was like, you know, I really want this this to be about getting people in the matrix out of the matrix. You know what I'm saying? And I know there's a separate aspect of we have to now go to strategy with the best activists and the newest technology. And, you know, like there is a movement that mobilizes in that regard, you know, but so much of, you know, what I wanted to create this podcast for was, you know, I still hang out with a lot of homies from high school. Some homies will still say things like females. You know, these females out here. Oh, you my know God. What I'm and, and proceed to spew off the foulest shit that yeah. they can say about yeah. some guy. You know, you know what I'm saying? Savage, definitely savage. been a part. Yeah, but what, but what I'm saying is, I do remember a time where I said females. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I want to, I want this podcast a lot to be about, you know, not leaving those type of people behind because they do. Folks really do yeah. just need help on learning, you know what I'm saying? And some people are toxic, you know what I'm saying? But again, what do we do with those people? So yeah, um, it's, it's a it's a it's steeped in the concept of transformative justice. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like, let's talk about that. Like not throwing people away, right? Like that's what because to walk somebody through a transformation is to be there with them the entire time, right? You gotta be there with them when they break. And then you got to be there with them to build them right back up. You know what I'm saying? And that takes an extreme amount of patience. You know what I'm saying? That's not what people pay $1,000 to, $5,000 to, right? That's not something that's ever going to make you financially wealthy, right? To be patient. But it's worth so much in terms of a in terms of a human, right? A human quality and a human need, right? And I was going to speak to this thing really quickly. I feel like as impoverished people or as oppressed people, we often have to live in two worlds. Our spiritual self, where it's like, okay, fuck money. Like, I need to take care of my friend or I need to look out for my friend who needs right. this thing, right? I want to take you out to lunch. I want, you know what I'm saying? I want to get you something to pick you back up. And then there's our financial self, which is like, which, again, steeped in white supremacy, it tries to make you look at yourself as less than, mm-hmm. right? It tries to make yes. you look at as broke yeah. because you're broke. The double consciousness, you know what I mean? You are who you are, but then you are who you are. Your credit score says you are. I'm so it's like, you, you, you are definitely who you are. You know what I mean? You got your opinions on the world. You got your dreams, your aspirations, your impact on space. But they also got a number for your but ass. That, you hear me? That real life. identify you, you know what I mean? On, on a, the society, I guess, seeps in. Um, it makes it hard to, like... Stay true to yourself for a lot of people, you know what I mean? So it's easier to group think and identify, you know what I mean? Women that do things that you don't, that do things you wish they didn't do, 
You know what I mean? With a little negative way to communicate to them. I mean, as myself, I want to, like, yeah, definitely acknowledge the growth necessary. Like, like, like the way, where I'm starting from is, like, trifling um, yeah. in terms of how I would think about my, like, my role, you know what I mean? Trying to be possessive and, like, you know what I mean? Like, think, thinking about all of that vibration, trying to, and you really have to expel all of that out of you by, like, looking at yourself in the mirror. Look, I, me, I had to expel my jealous tendencies or my... Possessive, my, my, my I think possessive, was right. Yeah, 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 my, like, and other toxic traits that I just got from my people's... Yay, man. The unlearning the trauma, you know what I mean? It's a physical experience. At some point, I thought I was right, and I had to, like, feel being wrong. Accept that, and then own up to that, for real. It's the forgiveness, you know? The I spiritual pull-up bar yeah. that is forgiveness. I just want to say really quick, All right. I think. I think Take it's your important. time. You don't got to say yeah. it quickly. Take your time. Yeah, nah. <laughs> I appreciate it, uh, In the words of Loaded Lux, we got all night. We got all night. <laughs> we got all night. They need to hear us. Nah, but Foolish. if I could... Roman boss, it's something you got to deal with. Sorry man, to get you off your... I know you nah, was on a poignant... Cool. Nah, moment, man. I'm so sorry. I'm right back at it because it's, still, it's still we still loaded, right? It's still loaded. I think the thing that's important is to understand that like we have to have patience with ourselves when we're unlearning, and then we have to have people around us who are patient enough to not only be like, okay, not only did you admit that that you were wrong, but you admitted that you were wrong like a month ago. It's time yeah, to start changing, yeah. right? It's like we need people yeah, who are able yeah. to do both sides, who can lead by example, mm-hmm. like you said, admitting when you're wrong. I know for me. I used to watch a lot of anime. I used to watch a lot of cartoons. I had a deep hero complex. You know what I'm saying? You see any... Again, I think a woman's in trouble. And again, I I, I want to emphasize think because superhero movies, superhero films don't show you the rationality behind actually saving someone, right? They're not like, excuse me, do you need to be saved? They just go saving, right? I had a Savior thing. complex. Steeped in whiteness. But you anyway. Feel, steeped <laughs> in whiteness. Steeped in whiteness, right? Okay. I think to some degree, all men of color have a degree of that. I know I had a really deep concept of that, right? Where I would rush to the defense of my friends if I felt like they were wronged or if I felt like, again, a female in my community, especially, I would say especially with females, more so with females than with, you know what I'm saying, with brothers. I would rush to their defense instead of letting them or giving them the autonomy to allow me to defend them, right? And I think we don't teach that. That's part of unlearning Again, our societal stuff, right, is giving people on time. I think about this idea of, like, protect women, you know, and women can protect themselves, you know. It's about the empowerment of people and not this reinforcement of chivalry, which is toxic AF. I'm telling you. Steve the whiteness, you know what I'm saying? Steve the whiteness AF. Some of the hardest people that I've met are either femmes or femme-identifying. Right. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, let's yeah. I'm telling you. So can I... Uh, uh, permission to pivot on the subject, if I may. If I may. Um, I, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the art that these uh, three incredible human beings do. <clears throat> I said, hold on, OGB. I see you trying to pass it to Sandwise. We're going to get to him. We're going to get to him. We're going to get to him. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, in your bio, you know, you, you talked about Wild Wide East and oh, my baby. I, I, I remember even hearing the title and being like, dang, this is too clever to be not massive. You yeah. know? <laughs> I 
appreciate it's too bro. saucy. I appreciate that, yeah. bro. Cause like, I mean, you know, I mean, one, you know me. For people who don't know me, you know, my family's from Georgia. A lot of my family's from Georgia. So shout out to the South. Shout out to the South. You're gonna hear it when you listen to the tape if you haven't heard it. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna get you a lot of southern feels. Right. It's With a little southern feel. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. With the city, right? You know what I'm saying? And I think you know, one thing I tried to do with this tape was not limit myself to one sound or two sounds. I want each track to be its own thing. You know, that's kind of how I've looked at music. Blessings to Sam, you know what I'm saying, being multi-talented. He made the majority of the beats on that. It was love, you know what I'm saying? But also, I think what I wanted to leave people with in the message was not just, again, not just my personal growth or my personal experience, but like, yo, look how wild it is. Like, can we just take a second? Like, the title kind of is meant to be that, the attention grabber. It's like, yo, our time's not wild, wild, son. Like, I get it. Like, I get it. We've all been down on some hard times, yo. But like, the last two or three years, son, it's been... It's been a little wild, wild, you know what I'm saying? Right. You got to throw the second one in there. And it takes it to a whole new level, you know? And I've been blessed, you know, to get the response and the feedback from all that. But it's been love. I hope our listeners go out and, and take a listen to it. OGB, Wild Wild East. Um, I mean, listen, you don't have to, you know, but you're missing out if you don't. What I'm saying, I'm saying is, <laughs> you you know how I get down in this thing, you know? You know what we do? It's all drip, you know? Everything we do is drip. And we move in a non-toxic space, but of course, you know the drip is is there regardless. And I, and something, and just before we we get on um, Sandwise real quick, mm-hmm. nah, go ahead. Something I think you do really well is you paint a picture, and you really not heavy-handed with the bars. It's the simple, but it's also I'm telling a complete story through here. It's such a yeah, natural man. vibe, like. I- when did you kind of find, and I know y'all are reacting, so I know exactly, y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, what, like, kind of when did that flow come into, to, was it always there? Because it felt like I, I was a little surprised. Of course, I expected a lot. Of course. Nah, you know you know what I'm saying? But that. even when I heard the tape, I was like, okay, this is this even be my expectations. So yeah, I pre- One, I appreciate that, because I know your expectations high, man. You know what I'm saying? And that's one thing my community- I only deal with real ones. You see what I'm saying? My circle is so intensely bold. Like, Yeah, I, I got a I bar coming out in the next album. You're going to love it, man. It's like my my set smaller than a nose ring, yo. You know what I'm saying? And I think, I think that's what allowed my growth to really happen, man. I remember for- I didn't touch my I didn't touch a pen and pad for the first two years I was rapping. I would walk with Allende. Allende would turn into Allende and the council, you know what I'm saying? And we just freestyling everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying I'm not writing down any of these bars though. I'm not trying to memorize any of these. I don't remember bars. those sessions. Okay? You know, I'm trying to come back. You know, I, I know you know. Those. You know, I'm trying to tell the people at home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, I was you, amongst the crowd. Yeah, no, you were definitely also contributing bars. Definitely contributing some bars to these yeah. sessions. You know what I'm saying? But over time, ain't nothing changed either. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. No, it's still listen, listen. You you really need to tell about the SoundCloud project so we can get into that. And you know what I'm saying? We can get into that, but. Also, I was just going to say, man, you form your style in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you form your style in, like... Through the fire. Through the fire. Literally, just put myself out there. Just being like, yo, do you... I'm going to put this 16 out here. This random 16 out here. Do you like it? Are you going to react? And if you don't react, I know I should probably come with something hotter the next time that I spit on this mic. You know what I'm saying? And so, I approached... When I, when I started writing, when I started crafting my raps... And I get into it with Aisha all the time. She tries to, she's hilarious. Shout out Aisha. Shout out, Aisha. Shout out you know what I'm saying, partners that help you with your creative process, man, because they're Shout rare. Out non-toxic partnerships. Non-toxic partnerships. With, uh, decolonized mind humans. Okay, yes. man. Okay, because the growth is you know? infinite. I'm telling you, because the growth is infinite, man. But she she reminds me not to be so critical of my, my creation process. But the reason I'm so critical is because of the people that I'm around. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, I can't half step when I got 
You know what I'm saying? Sam in my camp. I can't half step when Baba Irv's in my camp. I can't half step when Amin's in my camp. When Pages, shout out to Pages Matan, man. He taught me how to write. This yeah. is the man who literally, like him and Miss Dupont. Taught DuPage. me how to write too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, listen, salute OGs, man, for real, yo. Yeah, Pages no, really, no. yo. Yeah, Pages, he's been on the podcast before. You so know, y'all yeah. heard him. Y'all know. Y'all know he got some jewels. You know what I'm saying? Let the people know. Okay. Y'all know he got some jewels. You couldn't half step with these people. You know what I'm saying? And so my my message was the same. I wanted to communicate my message in a way that felt not only real to me, but felt real to the people that I idolized. I idolized people like Bob, you know what I'm saying, Bob Marley, like Kid Cudi. You know what I'm saying? These are not people that like heavily blast you with like over-the-top instrumentals. You know what I'm saying? Same with Snoop. Snoop Dogg, also top three. Ice Cube. Ice Cube's the same way. You know what I'm saying? These are like my... My staple influences, Jay Z, same same way old Jay Z though. Specifically like Streets is watching. Specifically like up until the first blueprint, Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? Like those styles are what really, at least for me, kind of modeled what I wanted to do in music. I wanted to hit people with my message in a real way, but also in a way that nobody had ever done it. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I approach the booth with every time. Yeah, and I just want to hold space for that because you know some. I got old head friends, you know, a few of them, and they always talking about, you know, these new guys, man. They don't, they don't know the history, you know. They oh, don't man. dig in the craze. Hey, yo, yeah. It's not everybody. Like, I promise you. I, I feel like they don't know the history. Fam. They don't like, know the history. I'm like, so who's the rain? They can't do the knowledge, bro. Facts. Yo, so yeah, shout out hip hop, son. Anybody trying to act like people born from the Gen Z or the millennial or the fam, just remember we got Google. And we have our research powers, so I would argue, fam. I would mo. I would probably know more about certain jumps than people who live during the time. If you That's was on some like your shit was probably limited to where you was at, fam. That's, this is the other thing. This the other I had let it be known. Nah, because this is the other thing that's really important. Oh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Ageism is also <clears throat> steeped in white supremacy. And ultimately, when you do that, you know what I'm saying? When we're talking about limited people, right. you know what I'm saying? Based on experience, based on how many years you've been on this earth, right? Your knowledge base, right? It's just so limiting because, again, my favorite music is still the oldies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I've been I've been listening to a lot of new music. You know what I'm saying? There's been a lot of new music coming out this year. But I say before July, you know what I'm saying? Most of my music was still coming from the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Early 2000s. It's a great era for That's a music. It is. Why you know, leave? Just, Why leave? I tell people yeah, all the time. Yeah, like, <laughs> because there's a whole rich you know, culture in there that you still don't even know about. You see, people have never heard EPMD drop a rap. Dude, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh How EPMD many people? Was my, wow, I'm that was my first. Wow. I'm t- listen, I know my mom yeah, was joint Steve called Crossover. Yeah, yeah, that was the first ah, GMO that joint, right? You know, you know, I know, bro. Old school, old head over here, baby. Right, but this is what I'm saying, man. Old Word. souls live in different vessels, man. Ooh. Old souls live in yes. different vessels. Sometimes it don't look the way that you wanted to look, right? But when these people appear, right? When you see a Bob Earth performing on your stage. When you see a Sam Wise performing on your stage, someone who's actually doing what you want, y'all also got to support them. That's my challenge to old heads who also have an issue with certain artists that pop. Because the artists that are popping are popping because they got old heads and other people in their community supporting them, right? And it might not be the message you want to put out. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you want to talk to me about what I'm putting out by my message, again, I have no problem sitting down with that. Yeah. And I'm sure my homies are the same way. You know what I'm saying? That's a different conversation, though, yeah, yeah. than 
you know, supporting people. We got to choose who we support a lot better. So we do have young artists out here doing work. I don't know how young y'all are anymore. Y'all getting old, right. your damn selves. Yeah. Now, since you got the since you got the headphones, I want you to to do me a favor, OGB. I want you to talk about this man Sandwise's come up because oh my god, I remember specifically. Oh you know, god. I remember we were talking about this Sandwise when you came to the crib in the cloisters. You I know was what I'm saying? Bring that up. The survival <laughs> came. Good. So I'll let you do it. I'll let you do it. Now let me introduce it first. Let me introduce. Let me introduce you, bro, real quick, because this man said something in the bio that I did not even know about him. You know how you hear somebody's bio and you're like, damn, you really did that? He's really nice. Yeah. So when I I found out he's been playing the instrument since five, I was like, bro, that's crazy. But it makes sense because when I first met Sam, Sam did not show any of that. I didn't see Sam as an instrumentalist. I didn't see Sam as like, you know what I'm saying? As like someone who was playing any instrument. Sam was just a lover of, of poetry. That's how yeah. I first met Sam. Sam was So much humility. So much humility. Yeah. Son, so, infinite amount of humility. This is a man who is, who, again, I let him introduce himself on certain things. But this is a man who has done so many great things. Who has performed so many great places. And he will still go out of his way to seek other people's messages, yo. As a way to complete himself. As we all need to. We all need other other mindsets, other thoughts, other people's performances. Sometimes sometimes people's energy can inspire new energy in us. You know what I'm saying? And I've always known this man as a great receiver of that. That was when I first met him. Then when I found out he did music, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Keith, our homie Keith. You know what I'm Shout saying? Another Keith. member of the council. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? More talent, you know? Gang, gang. You know what I'm saying? It'd be, we need six sessions to get the whole OG council. <laughs> Let's make it happen, You're okay? the whole season. <laughs> Before we really exit it. literally could not fit in this room. I know. Y'all don't know. We live well, direct from Northeast. This is the, 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 the spare room. You know what I'm saying? It's a little warm in here, but you know, still our rise, baby. Facts. And listen, I need and I need you to know the studio that we were like that Keith and Sam would record their music would show us their music would unveil their music would perform their music at was very much like this you know what I'm saying? Your yeah, basement specifically. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Garage, yeah, we all know that, the, like, garage. the closet, garage. the bathroom, yes. the and chair the with the hood on top. No, yeah, the back seat of the minivan. That we Not took the, out minivan. the minivan. You remember that, Joey? Yeah, yeah, the back seat. Of and the like, you sat down and you couldn't help, but you were already leaning back, like, because it was just. People passed. That's what I heard. You passed that. They, he would pass out, at like a like perfectly. Right here, like take up no extra space, like hit like right. perfectly square, like, straight bro, point like, Dexter in the joint. Straight up point Dexter. Why are you so symmetrical? Uh, so, so, you know what I'm saying? You fucked up now. You look at that. Hey, real shit though. That's just trauma though, man. People just sleep anywhere. I just fall asleep. They be like, oh man, he fell asleep on the ground the other day. The shit is not that odd for me, fam. You know? Um, something I, I want to talk to you about, Sam West, because now we on you now. Now, because we got it. We got a lot to talk about with you. You know, uh, uh, that humility that we, we talked about and that active listening we were talking about earlier before the podcast, I think you do that really well. And I think not only are you an incredible artist, but that humility made you, I think, also great in just terms of composing music. I, I want you to talk about kind of where your career took off from there and kind of what you learned along the way, if, if you don't mind. Well, I mean, I just want to go back to the freestyle sessions. Yeah. Yeah, those are important. Let's talk yeah. about those. Yeah, those. Those are so important. So I... I came up doing doing violin in the classical genre. It is required that you play it in a giant group of people also playing that same instrument, the same exact music that you're playing. So it's like an interesting environment where it's like a community 
on stage and you're all working towards the same goal so, and you like you feel the music you, you're seeing the music when you first start playing a piece for example you're only looking at your part you're practicing that and then you come together with everybody and it's like holy fuck you know what i'm saying like there, there's like giant instruments behind me i've never seen before like and i feel the notes that they're playing in my chair this is wild you know like so like that coming from that environment i don't know i feel like i was forced to do it in a way of course, yeah. Let's. We talked yeah. about you know Bob Erb was talking about those expectations coming up. You know, like because my oh, family's this, music. Exactly, they got this kid up here playing violin. Yeah, get him to play some other shit, and if he fuck yeah. up, you scold his ass. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe yeah. if that's not it, even sometimes that disappointment it even feel worse than an ass whooping. You know what I'm saying? So, so both are real. Both yeah. are real. I mean, luckily. My parents were open minded, so they were like, they shout were just out to encouraging. Shout, big shout out to them. You know, they're the ones who encouraged me. They actually, my yeah, I remember the conversation with my dad. I was like, I don't like this shit. And he was like, just give another year. <laughs> it's like, just give me one more year. And then after that, I'm pretty sure we had the exact same conversation. And, it, and then I graduated high school. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh. but, but yeah, I was blessed to go to Columbia with them. And so, and also I want to mention that DC Youth Orchestra is very diverse it is not just a bunch of white people playing instruments. Right. That is very, necessary. very important to mention because a very strong black woman named Rashida Coleman helped shape me throughout that program. She's always been like for everybody because it's just the teachers, part of the administration, but also a teacher. So she had like a different role to play. And she was in a way, I don't know, she was like, she was in a role like you, you were in a way, you know what I'm saying? The like community a members, and you were talking exactly. about this OGB with the hero complex, like being a hero is the grassroots shit you doing, you know, like, and those community leaders are the the real heroes, you know what I'm saying? A person who, who clearly uh, helped you or maturation process and look at you now. And we're here. So coming from that space, that's only on Saturdays for me, which means that growing up Friday nights... That was a, yeah, no, was a nothing was, that was dead. It was yeah. dead. So that, you know, that ruined a lot of the moves in that respect. And then entering the poetry scene, the spoken word poetry, because mind you, my mom was a written poet my whole life and did a bunch of like, shout community. out moms. Shout out mom. She definitely fostered a space for creativity and encouraged it. And my pops was just like along for the ride and was also open-minded <laughs> about it. But you know, my mom is like, my dad's on the musical. My mom's on the, the written and the words and like the unpacking your thoughts in a meaningful way and just like trying to see it from a different perspective and then going to the freestyle sessions i'm always making weird sounds with my mouth i don't even remember the first time i started beatboxing but that's i don't even remember the first time we had a whole a session with the beatbox a facilitator we just talked about you know we, what i'm saying yeah we would just start the rhythm would flow through through my lips or whatever and then the bars would just transcend time type shit i remember a specific freestyle early like like i feel like right after i met you shortly after at bunker hill sparked I think we somewhere had like a, a bong or something. It was like, whoa. Yeah, can we, you know, shout out to legalizing yes. Uh, yes. cannabis Nature. out here, Nature. you know. Yeah. Young people trying to exist in this classes, depressive, white supremacist, capitalist, heteronormative ass life. Yeah, can we get a little loud, please, for the people? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. My campaign no message right there. But I remember this man OGB saying some. A bar, some Earth axis, and it was it was so OC. Yeah, yeah. Like we were like, oh, right. we were like, oh. but we were all so hyped. Like specifically that bar, we just like went crazy. 
and that's when it was solidified. Stop, yeah, let stop, yeah. <laughs> stop the presses. I need y'all to know, mind you, right? I've been praised for a lot of things in my life, right? I've done soccer. I played football. I played a lot of things, right? Nothing felt better than getting the hype in the cipher. Like said, like said, we done took the energy to another level. So we done took it to another place. The affirmations that come from that, yo, are so wonderful. Yo, they always talk about like the athletes when they, the fighters when they come out in the big title fights. Like, then I shucked the whole cipher, bro. That's better than any. Never know the feeling you get. When yeah. you kill a cipher, you just gain triple social currency. Right? And you walk out of there really like, <laughs> right? you know, I really might be that's, the nicest. Yeah, that's not a fact. In fact, we talk about superheroes showing up, yo. That's that's a superhero's job, yo. Putting the right words on the right situation at the right time. And dipping That up. is a power. And then leaving. And then yeah, leaving. Not overstepping. Not overstepping. Because the other part about the cipher is it's communal. Everybody's voice is important, yo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because especially a lot of people... Want to hog the mic and want to want to want to just keep going because they're like, oh, I'm nice. We started Maybe it's the game. A confidence we never thing. got to Maybe finish. Who knows? Maybe they truly are just vibing and don't know when to not catch the vibe. Because a lot of people and there was a, we recently had an issue with this, <laughs> a huge issue with this. But oh, seriously though, an entire podcast one day about cipher etiquette. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So there was a there's an unwritten rule. There's an unwritten Talk about one there's of those unwritten, unwritten feeling, I feel like. You can't you can't even like know when it happens cuz some people is shorter, some people is longer. But there's a feeling of you got to pass it off. And it's and it is is a weird energy when someone tries to take it. And it's also weirder if there's no mic and someone just starts spitting over you. We cross. Cipher etiquette, I don't know. It's like it's just so polar opposite. Cause like the first ciphers I went into were like, you got the vibe, you going, you gonna keep going and keep going. And then if somebody really just gonna cut you off when you start, you know what I mean, slipping up. If you slip up on a word or if you, you just like have the same type of rhyme. If you just have the same rhyme scheme for like three lines, somebody might be like, all right, it's getting mundane. I'm about to come in and spit the Luke Kang and whatever else. Then they get slipped and it's like, I came from that initially. And so it was wild just, just rapping with my bros. It was like somebody were rapping like Sam was talking about. It was just like, you just know when you try and pass that jump. Or then you know when the jump needs to be passed. And you and that's how you incorporate uh, that like communal like conversation, essentially. And it's like, we really have this stream of consciousness. But for the stream to continue and to, you know what I mean, f- continue to feed the rest of the land or whatever, everybody has to... Sh- allow their streams to flow into the jump. So like that's the only way the stream gonna really continue to have the proper momentum is if everybody got the velocity. I was just gonna say really quickly, I re- I'll never forget this. Again, we were at Bus Boys in fifth and K. This is one of the only times we've ever been like nine deep at Bus Boys. Yep, you definitely oh do. Goodness. You definitely had a nine picture. deep at <laughs> nine, nine deep at the Bus Boys. So we're all sitting boys. on stage. You on know stage. what I'm saying? Nothing personal for me. It's just business. Oh, oh my god. We step outside. God we bless st- those people that had to deal with you. I know we were. Not- <laughs> we were definitely loud. Yo, shout out to Bus Boys staff. Yo. <laughs> Yo, so Sam Sam starts beatboxing. We're outside. It's just nine of us, right? And we're like, yo, we're gonna walk off. We're gonna walk off just to get, you know, what I'm saying, to a spot that's a little more comfortable. We look up, yo. Half of these people are following us just to listen to this man Sam beatbox. Cause this man is coming with some of the craziest like sounds, and the bars are just going back to back to back. I don't mm-hmm. even think you. Re- this is the thing. It was like the Pied Piper type shit. I don't even think you realized 
how many people were following you as you were beatboxing, bro. That's the you only way the it can happen. Facts. But I knew it at the time, you know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, this is not happening everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not an everyday thing, yo. You know what I'm saying? This is something that's got to be cherished, you know? And it made me look at our gatherings differently as well. That's a common theme that I was actually going to bring up earlier. I have noticed, and we have all spoke on it individually in the council, but the energy that we have as individuals is so powerful that... When we come together, people gravitate towards it. Absolutely. There's a safe space and there's an encouragement to have a brave space. You know what I mean? And when you are in a space where people aren't just sort of pretending to want to have a good vibe, but the energy is actually there, it's innate for people to pick up on that. Something that I would say y'all do as artists that I would highlight for other young artists really is just about going into art spaces and having community with artists because that feeling is what makes you want to create. And I want to also the poetry scene. That's 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 that whole vibe. That's literally what the open mics are for. Like I didn't know. I wasn't a poet. I was coming from music. I never even wrote words down like that, except for class. And then, like, I see people expressing the most rawest emotion possible in the in in a space that's accepting of that. Not only is that person powerful for just doing that, the whole environment just breeds a, I don't know a certain chemical reaction. Okay, so to your point in this art situation or this life situation, you got to recognize like that's real joy. And that's the whole point of living, right? You know what I'm saying? So these moments that we're experiencing that connect us with ourselves, you know, it's the exploration of self. I feel like that space that y'all saying y'all were creating when people see how comfortable y'all are and how the the culture is encouragement you know it, it might be somebody's first time i think that's the one thing i noticed from the first time i ever did a poem was how well i was received regardless of where i went you know what i'm saying and that was whether it was spit that that was whether it was arena stage shout out spit that shout out arena stage you know what i'm saying that's whether it was louder than the bomb you know what i'm saying louder than the bomb was literally my first time since my since two high school slams. I did two high school slams. I didn't make it my junior year, and then I made it my senior year. Outside of that, Louder Than the Bomb was the first time I had ever performed in a public setting. You know, we got to we gotta uplift certain things that are doing good work. Allowing kids or allowing, I mean, a wee lad, you know what I'm saying, which is what I was at the time, you know what I'm saying? A chance to find his voice on stage. It can open up so many things, yo. I think what you were saying is so real about I could write, but not really knowing how well I could write until I delve deeper into poetry, until I delve deeper into spoken word. I really found my voice continuing to write. That kind of taught me who I was. For a really long time, you're not, at least for me, I wasn't taught to ask that. I wasn't taught to ask, you know what I'm saying, what do you actually like to do? You know, my mom would encourage me to think about that, but she was the only one, you know? Yeah, and, you're getting it from every other angle, do right. what I tell you to do. God bless do you what if makes you got money. one you know? parent or one adult being like, yeah, do what you want to do. Do what makes you happy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like it sounds like a, a whisper in a, a car crash. Because there are some people who don't even have that whisper. This year specifically has definitely taught me, be appreciative of everything, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Be appreciative of everything and everyone, yeah. Because we don't know how long we'll have it. I want to I wanna pivot real quick, and I want to get y'all opinion on something. Um, I don't want to say that during these times or whatever, you know, like, it's, but you can't sort of deny the impact 
over the BLM movement over the last six or seven months, you know, and um, specifically with this city, the the one of the biggest news stories that came out of D.C. was Mario Bowser's Black Lives Matter painted onto the street. Where where is this last couple of months taking you? You know, just in, in terms of what I was mentioning, it's sort of your own reality. I mean, when that hit, when that piece of information hit, like when Bowser like painted the 16th Street Plaza and it garnered all that national attention. I was like, oh, word, the gamble worked. I knew everybody on CNN and MSNBC would lose their religion um, <laughs> over this, uh, over Mariel. Um, We're not a decision. fan of, of Mamba, no Mamba Mario here, by the way. So don't feel like no you Mamba need Mario to. Is, uh, is a, is a, because we were saying defund the police, defund the police. That's what people were identifying as the things that we wanted. At the moment, we didn't know, you know what I mean? She was like, she was about to like give more bread to the police potentially. And we was like, like don't do that, actually take it out and redistribute it. And so her response to that, which is not really noticed in the MSNBC and the CNN reports. I didn't make the headlines. But her response to DC public being like, hey, don't give them 50 more million dollars, use that 50 million dollars for something else. Her response was painting 16th Street Plaza with Black Lives Matter and then giving the feds the bread. So then I was like, dang, you literally did what we asked you not to do and you gave like a band-aid I mean, I've been in the same mode that I was when I was... Nothing changed for the revolutionaries. I don't feel you, bruh. You feel me? Like, I knew I couldn't trust it. Shout out Chuck D. You know what I mean? You can't trust it out here. And when you understand that you have to look in the mirror and build trust that way, look at your friends, build trust that way. Look at Trayon White. Shout out my man, Ward 8. You know what I mean? And your local, and your local, your local peoples. You pay attention to them, you know what I mean? And hopefully that, that'll do something, but... I mean, yeah, where am I at, fam? I'm in gratitude. We here? Ding. You know what I mean? And I'm just trying to give as much love. One, I need y'all to, I need y'all to know two things. One, never forget it. Me and this man, Allende, we are, we're sparking on his porch in Southside. A man walks up hey, on our porch and it's like, yo, I would like to talk to y'all about some of the concerns that y'all have about living in DC while we're hitting gas. Super necessary. This man was Trey White. Politician, businessman. I've seen him treat people the exact same Thanks. way, right? And that's something that I haven't seen Mario Bowser do. When we talk about pacification, that's really how I've been feeling the past few months. I've really been feeling pacified, yo. And I've been trying to grapple with, like, why cancel culture is canceling the wrong things. But then again, it's designed by the people who are interested. Inherently he, right, who are interested in the things that I'm not interested in. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like... Yeah, we're back. You feel me? Like, I'm watching, I mean, again, and this isn't like mainstream stuff. I'm speaking personally in my own community. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching people, again, get held accountable, which, again, I love holding people accountable. You know, I just think transformative justice is much more powerful than canceling people because we canceling the wrong things. If Mario Bowser is still our mayor, yo, we canceling the wrong Damn. things. You know what I'm yo, saying? Yo, if, we, known, if our police force is still getting 15% more funding during COVID, we don't. We got people that are dying from not having ventilators. We Except have people that are- going to give you $7 a day. That's not enough. My sister sent me a job and I love my sister. Shout, shout out to Brandy. You know what I'm saying? That's but the they, send it out, they sending out jobs right now to be a virtual juror. For $20 a case. I you know how long list. it takes sometimes to preside over a case. We're now doing it virtually Watch with technology list. hiccup. And you're only giving me $60. 
So again, our police force can get fifteen percent more money for that, this. Yo, that translates to fifty-five <laughs> yeah. more million dollars. You Facts. can look it up on the DC website. Go ahead, tell them. Yo, you tell can him. look. You tell can him. look all of this up on the DC website. They got the budget, and it show it has delineated items, fam, of what what it was in last year and then what it is now. And it'll give you the date and all that. And it was like 53 more M's. We have a mantra here at uh, Exit the Matrix. It's a uh, do your own research. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Because yeah, 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 we yeah. going to give you some things, but do your own research. We highly encourage uh, it. DC has one of the highest gentrification rates. And in part because of Mario Bowser. Yes, because she's just, she's completely in bed. I tell you, this man Yo. is brilliant over here. What? <laughs> What? Did she say she never had mumbo sauce? She, no, she tried it? No. She, she didn't grow up? No. Also, what kind of mumbo are you eating? Because as we all know, mumbo sauce is a variety. And you have to, there's places. There's, there's only places. But I respect the variety of the mumbo. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? you know, I'm always open for what I, I do got favorites, okay? But what I'm saying is, sometimes what's magical is, when you go to a new carryout, you like, I wonder what kind of mambo I'm going to get. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. It's a mystery. You, <laughs> you might get some new, new shit. <laughs> hey, just as long as it ain't that pink shit, I'm oh, Gucci. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long See, as it I ain't... like the pink shit, though. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's gross. That's the thing. This is variety, right? Hey, <laughs> all See, I'm yeah. going to say, hey, I'm going to let it be known for you. I'm South Dakota F. The best mumbo sauce in the city. I, listen, I can testify to that. I can testify to that. I love that this is where we're going. Fully on side. Let me get ready to wrap here, because I I do want to specifically talk about this. Y'all are all incredible artists. We appreciate that, yo. And so are you. Thank you, thank you. I want to talk about, really quickly, and and Sam, I really do want to start with you. I want you to tell me about your project, your last projects, um, what they are, the artists that you're working with, and, uh, you know, the song that you got a placement on blessings the song that i just recently released is called revelation Ding! and it's featuring my man ayotemi shout out ayotemi i met ayotemi i went to school in new orleans i went to college in new orleans shout out loyola university i met ayotemi on the very first day i moved in i walked into his room i said what's your name second question do you spark gas look at that, that Super and then legendary that freestyle friend. sessions as again that's what that's what brings it together. So yeah, so that so me and him me and him do a lot of music together. So that's why I had to give the backstory. My release before that is called was called Money and Problems. These are all singles. Money and Problems is a banger. I made that in OGB's bedroom. I forgot. I can't about tell. That. I mean, yeah. it's you really can't tell. It's I, I as think good I, as I, any I song. Think I think I recorded. I don't know. I, I definitely didn't record a verse. I think you at his thing, you, but he was playing Madden. Yeah, you either recorded the verse. Quote unquote. You might He doesn't play Matt. I think you might have pieced it together. I think you might have pieced, like structured the rest of it. Like you might have done ad libs and then structured it. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those. But shout out, shout out that song coming fluidly throughout the vibes. It is everywhere. You can see that. Um, It also got placed in NBA 2K21. Coming out. Shout out, shout out United Masters for the placement. But. You know what I'm saying? We could talk about their business practices in a different time. Yo, get your bag though. <laughs> we are we are proponents of get your bag though. Okay, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Business like business. And upcoming things, I guess, like before I don't, you know what I'm saying, past Mike. Um, I have an EP coming out called I Think I Know What I'm Doing. Projected 
in September at uh, at some point we'll in time. We'll see what the label says. At some point in time. We'll see what the team says. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Independent label that I own type shit. No. We'll maintain your own ownership. You know what I mean? Yes. Super necessary. Yes. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm always creating with with endless people in a variety of ways at any point in time. And I'm always open to collaboration if I have the time. Try not to stretch myself. Nah, take care of yourself. You know, there's no, you can't produce the good stuff unless you're taking care of yourself. Everybody, you know what I'm saying, can't be rewarded with the juice at all points in time. That's, yeah, it's true. Uh, you, know, you know, juice is juice is fleeting. You know, juice is fleeting. Sauce is forever, though. Sauce is forever. Ah! Sauce is forever. Ah! So, Jim's getting jumped. Right yeah. back to Mumbo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. O- OGB, if you want mind, you know, tell tell them about you know why why Easton again, where they can find it, and uh, any any you know, I, I know we, I don't know if you can drop the exclusives or anything. I can tell y'all right now, um, the next project. I'm gonna start with the next project because I'm really excited about it. It's called uh, Praying You Make It Home. It's kind of impactful to me because it's going to be larger than the ep that's out now i'm also you know we don't have no 360 deals over here so please support that tape that's called wild wild east again and stop telling me there's no good stuff look i mean it's right here under your nose okay right come on it's right here you i got vouch people, for every project you got people I, plugging it right here and hey, listen that's on every platform that's apple music you know what i'm saying that's spotify everywhere you find music you can get this joint you know what i'm saying but Praying that you make it home is something that I'm putting together um, with the homie Samwise with a couple other people. Vanguard, shout out to Vanguard Productions, man. They're a band in Annapolis. They're dope as fuck. Um, they make great live instrumentals, and then they chop it up and put it on their computer. You know what I'm saying? Which I know is like, it doesn't sound that revolutionary in 2020, but like 10 years ago, so we like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That shit was incredible. We still need that. You know what I'm saying? Get you a live band. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Analog. Um, exactly. Also, we got... Again, websites. Uh, you can see me on Squarespace. Um, one great website. You know what I'm saying? If you want to book so me. Clever. This guy. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, that's so one clever. Yeah, that's all great. So clever. One great, one great. You know, one great. One it's great. all going to be great. It's all going to be great. I promise. It's super necessary. It's great. And it's, you know, just one. But not one. But it's all of us. <laughs> that's right. the message, you know? Ultimate mathematics. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It starts with one, but it's really all of us. That's really the shrill. I mean, I got a book of poems, hopefully. You know, if you know any publishers, if y'all know any publishers in your community, any booking agents, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to move that book. I'm working with an artist right now. I'm trying to get them to make the image. I, I'm going to take that package and like send it to people and see if anybody wants to you know put it out uh exit the matrix podcast at gmail.com if you would like to publish ogb's upcoming manuscript yeah. i guarantee you it will be yeah. fire we'll send it to you. i promise you i promise okay. you i'll forward it right we're down to, to send you the whole you know script and let you know what it is because the I proof know, is in the pudding if and i know people need it you know what i'm saying yeah. the response to it has been love same with the music and that's you know that's all you can ask for is people to receive it in a way that is authentic and real you know what I'm saying? I Thanks. think when I started this music, one thing I always told people was I didn't aim to get rich. You know what I'm saying? I aimed to be self-sustaining. Mm-hmm. The difference in that is that I get to enjoy my art as I make it. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. not making it for an end product. You know what I'm saying? 
I tell people all the time the end product is just a bonus. Really, the journey, you know, it's just corny. I think people think it's corny, but they really do. It, it I really, really is. That. That's the process. It's, right, right. it's a yeah. process. So I know this the person sitting to your to your left, basically Sade uh, of the DC rap scene. <laughs> Let it be known, hey, cherish the day. I got, step out. He has the incredible voice and also releases a project every ten years. You know what I'm saying? At my so leisure. It's at your leisure. Yes, uh, I, I don't know if you have anything to share. I hope you do, Bob. Or just uh, anything. I mean, yeah, always working, uh, always working with people, um, producing and recording vocals. I have books of poetry uh, waiting to be published by myself. Yeah, yo, uh, in terms of like announcements for the public, like I'm just really excited for you all to start seeing me release my expressions of self. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen for sure. Don't don't question it. Uh, I had just had like a little snippet I shared on my Instagram. If you want to follow me, it's Baba Herb, B A B A H E R B. Let's do that right now. When you are on your phone, yeah, wherever just you are. Put your phone out and make sure you follow that because that's where all the information on where I, when I'll be releasing be releasing my music and trying to connect with uh, everybody. But I like to keep it uh, suspenseful. You just gotta catch me out here. Keep the people waiting. Strategy, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, so. <laughs> That JLX. That JLX. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so let's let's get out of here on this one. Where do you want to be? Like where where do you where are we going? Where are we growing to? Like where is your end game? To speak on that. And I want to start with you, Bob Arbor, and we'll work all the way around to, to Sandwise. But you know, where is your purpose at, man? Like where do you want to be? Where should we be? We need to be present. Um, I feel like a lot of pressure right now to take your mind to, I don't know, just like fear. Allowing like fear of like what's going on to like populate or even like just the uncertainty of things. Um, and so I just want us to, well, I know for me, I'm working on being present. And so what that looks like is saying thank you a lot, trying to give more. I don't know, my grandmother's 90, man, and she is very intelligent and argues all the time and you can't really tell her anything, but one thing she told me was she was like, "Yo, I mean, I've seen a lot, but I've given more, um, and I'm still here." She's seen hella people. Being not the servants, be here. you know, like yeah. we always talk about. I'm sorry, I always talk about, but you nah, know, nah, you're clearly what talking about here, it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all right, like in 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 the role of the artist, you know what I mean? It's definitely to serve the truth that. Yeah, I mean, we can't even, like, what, it's unspoken in a lot of people to serve the truth that doesn't go addressed, you know what I mean? So, like, being present as an artist is just me recognizing the truth that I'm feeling, what I'm feeling, and trying to express that as much as possible. I feel like we gotta go to, Sha- I gotta go to Shashamane, I and I gotta go to Shashamane, yeah. and have the proper, just acres of land to redistribute. <laughs> You know what I mean? You read in my mind. How, oh, how, how we operate. You know what I mean? How we how we right. socialize and how we um, show up for each other. That's really, really, mm-hmm. if I'm being complete, keeping it a complete being, that's where we need to go. Personally, that's how I feel. And I also, but also, and with that, I want to encourage right now the importance of being present and giving gratitude to what you are teaching yourself is where I want us to be at. And for me, that looks like, you know what I mean, being with my woes creating as much as possible and just building towards that just getting the proper like garden knowledge and way to stay active and proper electrolytes all the science for my body breaking these generational traumas so that when we bring new life into the world however we do that you know what i mean we can make sure that we're 
providing space for them that is completely safe. And so with being present, you know what I mean, your mind will trail to the future, obviously, and to the past of what made us. I think, that, I think that's the alchemy of it all. That was a great, that's a great starting point. Um, that's why I started with him. I know yeah, he's going to get it soft right. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, you know, somewhere God was like, yo, this is the compass. You know what I'm saying? And then I ended up was boring, son. For real. Like, this man just points you in the right direction. Right. Yeah. Now, you got to do the work yourself. You know what I'm saying? But he'll right. definitely point you in the right direction. He will bring you to water. Yeah, he'll that's bring you to water. You know what I'm saying? He'll bring you to water. You know what I'm saying? I'm I don't telling got you. no cups, though. <laughs> hey. Oh, hey, hey, Moses was going up the mountain. Everybody was like, "Man, I'm not, I'm not doing this no more." Right. Like, Come on, Come man. On, Moses was like, "Bro, we almost there, bro." <laughs> oh my God! But I think, I think it's too for me. It's twofold, right? I want to leave DC something, and I want to leave. Well, I want to leave the youth of the DMV something, and then I want to do something for myself. What I want to leave the DMV is I want to leave them a community bank. And I think the community mm -hmm. bank is the springboard to a lot of like business ideas that I firstly have that I think could make, you know, black art more not just profitable, but just more visible to people that are difference makers, are influencers. You know what I'm saying? And for me personally, facilitation and mentorship has been something that's always mm -hmm. meant a lot to me since I first started doing it, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. five, six years ago. So it's something that I I've always held on to. So I would like to see something in terms of like an exchange where like I'm sitting down with a couple young artists or I'm bringing in young artists to work with like a Sam. Like Sam's leading them in like a production class for a week. You know what I'm saying? I And they might work with them a week on their pen. You know what I'm saying? And I'm taking specifically like 10, maybe 12, maybe 15 mm -hmm. kids. You know what I'm saying? Through this experience mm -hmm. where it's not just artistic work. You know what I'm saying, and I would want to talk to each of their parents before we took them on this journey. But it would be a, it would be a healing work. You know what I'm saying, because the best art comes when you're healed. I firstly feel like, you know what I'm right. saying. And so if we are not invoking the healing in our community, it's not happening. So I would want to leave that community bank as like a blueprint for people. It's very like, revolutionary. Yeah, man. man you know ooh. that's what it, I want to support that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? and I, I want I want people to know that this is not something that I want to exclusively own. Like I want to hear about community banks in like Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? And like I don't know Mississippi and other countries. You know what I'm saying? Like it's something that I think would protect small businesses in a way that the government just doesn't. You know, the government says it's for small business, but. The Los Angeles Lakers are classified as a small business. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So hey, it's like Harvard got a small business loan. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Like, so <laughs> if you ain't Amazon, Microsoft, right? Or Apple, Apple, Google, Google, Google <laughs> Disney, you a small, yeah, you're a small, you're a small business. business. You know, and so I would, I would want to do that. And then you know, you all are speaking right to my heart. You know, a couple acres. You know, where I could just... Tiny house villa. You know what I'm saying? Let's get it. I could get a block full of my woes, you know what I'm saying? A block full of my friends, yo. And we're just working. We're all just working towards something productive, yo. And I think that it would be cool because then we could all sit down individually, not only with ourselves, but sit down with our group, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But as individuals, with our mm -hmm. own individual goals. Mm -hmm. In that group, working towards something that is completely transcendent for all of us. You know what I'm saying? I think that that's something that I would want to... You sound like a communist. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> man, but, uh, I just want to say shout out Fidel Castro one time. Okay? You know what I'm saying? Listen, there's some revolutionary ideas, man. You got to take... I learned this when I was studying religion. You got to take a little bit of everything, man. You know what I'm saying? Like... 
Yep. Keep yeah, it yeah. Don't don't be quick to judge because oh, you'll read the same you read something in another religion, you'll be like, damn, I agree with that. And it'll be something you'll look at that religion as a young person and be like, that's crazy. Why are they praying to that person or why does that person look like that? All of a sudden, that concept applies directly to your life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, Sam, Sam, we're um man deeper into your life. We're passing off bars now at this point. <laughs> so stepping off of deeper into your life. That's exactly what I'm trying I try to do with my music is try to get deeper into my own life and encourage people to get A deeper. Deep learning into of their. self. Yes. Because yeah. it starts the revolution will not be televised. You feel me? It starts it starts from within. Yeah, Gil Scott. Yeah, from, you see hey. you see the young people we dealing yeah, with. Okay. Y'all not young people, sorry. Are my younger peers. We're still young. That's another thing. 29, 30, that's young. Come on. Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. New young. This man's grandma is 90 years old. Lively. But yeah, that's what I, I want to instill on people. Knowledge of self, growth, and and it, it, man, it may manifest and will and is manifesting in various different forms of giving people knowledge that I may have. You know, even I feel like I'm still, I'm also still learning. I feel like I don't have limited knowledge. I don't have that much knowledge. So, you know, do your own research to quote a legend. (laughs) You know, I'm here for community growth only. Only. Let me repeat that. I'm only here for community growth. Too many people have been trying to just leech off the vibe and try to pull from it and be like, bet. I'm an individual. I always think of it like, you know, like, they know not what they do. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they just still living in that propaganda. Well, anyway, I, I want to I thank y'all so much. I think this has really been a great, a great conversation. Man, let's, can we thank you for having us? Is yeah, that allowed? Wow. Like, <laughs> thank you. For real, man. I mean the dream. I, I, I appreciate this show because it sucks you and... I want you to know I'm also an active listener. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I enjoy the exchange, the free exchange of ideas. You know what I'm saying? The no judgment. You know what I'm saying? The no shaming. You know what I'm saying? Right. Y'all really allow free ideas to flow. And, and you know, this this can be the first of many Facts. conversations. Please have us back. You know? Please like, have us back. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think so this beautiful. this was even just like uh, your tape, OGB. It was even better than I expected it was going to be. You know what I'm saying? You, <laughs> you, you did even a better job. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate um, I'm going to make sure to put uh, all the, the ads, so on and so forth, in the description for the podcast and every place that super uh, necessary. we will produce uh, this great audio. Exit the Matrix Podcast. Uh, dot com exit the matrix podcast at gmail.com send us your questions your comments your concerns even the trolling you know what i'm saying like welcome at all you know yeah like again one of our mantras is we want to smoke you see what i'm saying so yeah the revolution's on the way (laughs) clearly my circle is dangerous do you really you know you know what i'm saying um Facts. Matrix podcast uh, on Instagram. We are we're getting heavy on there, and uh, yeah, well, I think I think the interview situation it went great. I just want to give a big round of applause for non toxic brotherhood. Okay, oh I don't know if you maybe they weren't aware that we out here loving each other. You know what I'm saying? I just want to put that out there. Yeah, man. It's we got to start normalizing men of color really quickly before we leave this show, man. Men of color, we have to start normalizing what it means to not be hard all the time. You know what I'm saying? To soften up, 
not not even our physical state, but our emotional state. Well said. Two non-toxic brothers. Be like water. Be like water, right. man. Be like water. Yes. Yeah. Uh, any 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 final words uh, before we get out of here? I want to thank everybody for taking a visit to the danger chamber. Yeah. Um, He's in his bag. Yes. And the uh, district of creation where we be doing it. Cane Tankerous. Baba Herb uh, on Instagram, everybody. Uh, I'm a mean Drew Law, aka Mean Team UK, aka Mean Habibi. Next level with his next level. Exit the Matrix, Exit the Matrix podcast. Gang, gang, uh, stay hydrated and stay woke. Hydrated.